Thanks for tuning in to the Loser Kid Pinball Podcast. This is episode 79. I'm Josh Roop. With me, my co-captain as always. Scott Larson. And Scott, let's talk about that wonderful sponsor that takes care of it so well. All right. We got Flipping Out Pinball. I actually just received my Deadpool topper. I received my Deadpool art blades. I received the uh, side art. And I also received a shaker motor and the uh, pop cap Ninja Stars. So... I may have gone all in on Deadpool, so I have a feeling that I'm not selling that game anytime soon, even though there are some crazy people trying to sell uh, their premiums for a premium. So anyway. Uh, Your but, crap don't stink, right? Exactly. Apparently, you can sell crappy. You can, you can sell pin bots. I mean, really. Stranger Things Premium, whatever. But if you yeah. want to get that machine that you're looking for, contact Zach and Nicole at Flipping Out Pinball. And they will be able to either help you find one or at least put you on a list because they know when things are going to be manufactured. So they've always been good to work with. And I just placed an order for my Iron Maiden art blades. Dang. So that may be uh, that may be contingent on the theme for today. Yeah, maybe. Well, I know that you were sitting there and you're like, I've blinged out my Deadpool. What can I start on next? And uh, I know how much you love your Iron Maiden already. And you found out that our good friend Steve Govea was making a new mod for Iron Maiden. So you've been chit-chatting with him. We're like, you know what? Let's bring him on. Let's talk about this beautiful little thing, which uh, has been described as creepy by some. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. But the man himself is with us, Steve. Welcome to the show. Thanks, man. It's creepy. (laughs) <laughs> that's great i did my job <laughs> oh, okay uh, so the the <laughs> everyone so, said it's really cool but it's funny because scott's sending yeah. this to everyone he's yeah, like I, I sent it to everyone and i may have sent it to keith elwin and keith elwin sent back damn that's creepy <laughs> <laughs> oh great <laughs> and so, so i sent back well at least it's theme specific yeah, yeah. Which is why we we know that that uh, Keith, I obviously Iron Maiden's an awesome game, but you know that you know Keith's original theme was Archer, and right. so he you know he figured out a way of making it Iron Maiden, but right. you know he he he's admitted he's not a huge Iron Maiden person, so it's just it was just kind of funny. You know what's funny, Scott? Is I wasn't an Iron Maiden person either for a long time uh, until I got this game actually. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I, I remember when I was in high school because I was, you, you know, obviously I'm a big Rush fan. You already knew that. Um, but I remember having the friend who was like so into Iron Maiden. So, you know, 13 mm-hmm. year old me is going, Rush rules, Rush rules. He's all, no, Iron Maiden rules. And I'm like, oh, you know. Um, but once I got the game and started listening to it again, I love them. I think they're great. I told yeah. you, I'm going to see him in uh, in September. If you know, yep. they're coming, they're com- they're going to you after they come here. Yeah, I can't wait because I mean, yeah. the more you listen to it, and I, I play guitar, I don't play it like those guys, and it's just, it's so good. And the, the the aspect of it that I really liked is it's very theatrical. Yes, which which kind of goes right up my alley of being in theater and, and all that. So I thought it was a perfect game to mod mm-hmm. because I think it it needed some more, you know, like whatever the the world under glass, whatever you want to call it. I think it needed a little more Iron Maiden. Right. So it, a it needed a, five, five inches of vibe. Yes. <laughs> well, just, just barely though. I, I, when I posted, so just in case you are wondering, uh, Steve does have a thread on Pinside. Uh, 
And uh, it says new Iron Maiden sarcophagus uh, mod. Yeah. So by Govea. So anyway, just look at that and actually has a beautiful picture. I wouldn't be surprised if that is the picture that you are looking at, looking at the episode. Um, but yes, I actually, when I posted it, I received more than one person said, does that fit? Because <laughs> it is standing straight erect on that play field. And yeah. it, 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 I'm sure that it doesn't have much clearance. But you know what? It's smaller than you think. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's, um, and that was the biggest problem that I had with making the thing is, is fitting it. Uh, I knew I wanted to make it. I knew I wanted to try. But but whether I wound up with a cool little sculpture for myself or something that could fit in the game, I honestly didn't know. So I just kind of went for it. Well, and this is your first time kind of stepping away from you. You've done mostly Wizard of Oz. What made you yeah. decide to go with Iron Maiden? You know what? Because the, the glass to my Wizard of Oz was off so much that I had to play something and Iron Maiden was right next to it. <laughs> And I loved it. I just started playing Iron Maiden more and more because I'm constantly in the was, or I was, um, fitting the mods that I was making. And uh, and I rarely got a chance to put the glass back on it. And I would. I'd put it on for like one night and I'd slide it off again because I knew the next day I'd be in there doing something. So, yeah, I just started playing Iron Maiden more and more. And, um, and I fell in love with it. Uh, it's it it took a while the first time i saw it and i played it i got it i got the layout i played it at at like a local brew pub here in san diego and uh, i really enjoyed it but once i really started getting good at it then i understood how uh, why people like it so much it's really fun and the rules are very clever in terms of trying to hit the shots you know in sequence and all that so yeah i think it's a great game it's funny because i saw this mod and i was like Scott's showing this to me, and I'm like, well, isn't there something like this already on the game? And I had to go back through pictures, and I realized this this mod's so good, it feels like it should already be a part of the game. Like, right. I don't know why this isn't already in there, because it just, it's, oh, it feels, you. yeah, it feels like it's professionally done. Well, it is professionally thank done. You. But. I, I, you know what? That is That is the nicest thing that anyone could say about it, because that, to me, is like rule number one. It has to look like it's like it's in the game like it came with the game and if it doesn't then it's you know it's just crappy um so i really made an effort to do that um uh and and i this is the the other thing too this is my first time uh, making something with stern so i had to choose a model and i choose i chose the one that i have which is the premium um and so the premium and le i know it'll work in um People are asking me about the pro. I don't have a pro. I've seen a pro. I know the layout up there is different. It won't work the same, but I could possibly remake it somehow. Um, But I'm not thinking about that yet. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much making it for myself and then whoever has the same game that I have. Um, But yeah. It's crazy how it moves and stuff too. Scott sent me a video after he installed it, and man, this thing is so cool. Just it going up and down. Oh, it does more than that. I, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm actually glad that you, uh, you. I saw your video of it just sliding back and forth because someone said, you know, does it just light up? Um, well, that was when I finished actually sculpting it, which honestly took most of the summer. I because I once I once I had decided I was going to do it. 
I just kind of did little bits and pieces, you know, maybe, maybe at night I worked on the eyes and the next day I'd work on the mouth or something like that. Um, but when I finished it, I thought, well, this is a, this is a really cool little looking toy, but how is it going to work in the game? And then we come up to the question of me trying to fit it. And then I thought, well, what if you could actually make it even more fun and turn it kind of into a bash toy? So it's a bash toy. It actually comes up onto the game and sits on top of the captive ball okay. when it's facing forward. And that's the only position that it does that. And once it's, once it's facing the captive, once it's sitting on top of the captive ball, you have this right here. And every okay. time the ball is hit, this knocks him. It jumps up. So you can actually, oh. yeah, you can whack him, which is really fun because it's it's just really fun to hit a physical object there that that uh, that is just asking to be hit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's they're just kind of hovering over the top. So I was happy when I figured that, but that took a long time to figure out because I'm not an engineer. So 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 those that are listening, if you look at, we'll we'll have this as the picture of the uh, of the episode. But at the very bottom in the back, under the feet, there's a little switch. So every time it rests on top of the captive ball. So when you hit that captive ball, it will actually activate Eddie or the sarcophagus Gus. and make him jump. His name's Gus. Gus. Oh, okay. <laughs> sarcophagus. Gus. Oh, okay. I had to stick with the name. It can't be the E. It can't be the yeah. E. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the mummy shot, right? Yeah, you know, yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. But yeah, that's that's what makes it unique to that that mechanism. So mm -hmm. so when people are asking if it's if it fits in the pro. It will fit, but I would either just do the front of it, and I, I don't know how I would make it configure as, as a sort of bash toy that it is. So, right, but we'll see. Yeah. Now it's okay. This is your fifth mod, I mean, from my counting. So you had the witch. Yeah. Witch witch one point Yeah. You have flying monkey. Yeah, and then I made and, the witch again. Yeah, and then that was the two point Yeah. Then you have, then, then you have the the crystal ball. Yes, which was which was really just supposed to be a little side project because programming the the second witch was taking so long, and that was out of my hands. I had a friend who's uh, here in town. My friend Manny is a computer guy, so an electronics guy. So he designed the chip for it. He was doing all the programming. I really couldn't do anything at that point mm -hmm. except tell him what I wanted. Um, so yeah, the crystal ball became it was just like a side project. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and so, uh, and so this is the fifth one. Yeah. Okay. Now, this is the challenge, though. A lot of times, the it, the mod community in pinball is very specific, and you kind of and which people realize it is a true limited edition because there are people who are still looking for the flying monkey mod. Yeah. They're still looking for the a witch available witch. Yeah. They're still looking for all these things. So I mean, this is by definition a labor of love. Oh, so, question, yeah, definitely. So, what is it that that I, this obviously takes hours and hours and hours upon your time? So, what is it that drives someone to do a mod like that? I mean, these are not. It, there's a lot of mods that I would say are lazy mods. When yeah. they go, they buy a Hot Wheels car, they. Uh, tape some LED lights on them and then try to sell them for $80 with a post. Yeah. Okay. 
and that's not this. I mean, this is this is truly a work of art. And so, what what drives you to put this much passion into it? Uh, I love it. I love creating something new, and I love having I love having the limitations of of what I'm given. You know, it's like I'm not in the room at Stern or at Jersey Jack or wherever saying, yeah, I need, I need another inch there to fit what I want to put in. It's, it's truly, you're limited. So it's almost like you have a, a limited palette of what to use. And to me, that's a real challenge. Um, and then I, I, I realized I like working with clay. I, I really think it's fun. And the better that I got at it, uh, the more I enjoyed, enjoyed just sculpting things. And, and I've gotten to where I, I do something like this. This to me is the hardest thing I've ever done. Uh, but I love the way it turned out, but it's a challenge. You know, it's like finishing a puzzle or something. And then how do you get it to fit? And then can you make it do something that's unique and interesting as opposed to just like you said, you know, gluing a Hot Wheel onto a game? Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It was just it was just something I did for myself at first. And then uh, uh, once once the pandemic happened, because I'm primarily an actor or musician or singer. Um, with with theater and when I came back here to San Diego which is where I'm from I was working here for a while and doing okay but obviously that that industry took a big hit um, so sitting at home and finding a way to be creative and have some sort of creative outlet uh, this has been great because I do feel very creative I feel completely in control of what I'm doing and uh, and it's rewarding you know, it's hard. It's really, really hard. It, it took me hours and I could do, I could do something with a 3d printer, uh, like a lot of people do and which is fine. I just, n number one, I don't know how to run a 3d printer and I don't know how to design in CAD. I've got, I've got some friends who, who help me when I need something sp specific. Um, like this, for example, the, the base on this mod fits very specifically onto the mechanism. So I did, once I, I figured this out, <laughs> I can show you this. This is the piece and this is balsa wood and clay of the base. And so I needed to get an exact version of this. And so I went off to the mod couple, my friend Dave, and I said, can you make something with your 3D printer just so I can have all the holes lined up? Because I knew that part of the game was not gonna change. And then the sculpture and everything is, you know, I can do on my own. And those, those tolerances can change a little bit. But actually sitting on that mechanism had to be really specific. Um, but, yeah, it takes, it takes a long time to figure that out. And then once I, once I do want to replicate it, it's about making a silicone mold, casting the resin. Uh, you got to sit around. You got you to pour the resin. You got to pull it out. You got to sand all those pieces and then paint it. Um, but and you do this one at a time. The rest you cast it, or do you have I multiple? No, I cast it one at a time. I've got I have two pieces right now. I put on my thread two boxes of, <laughs> of silicone that look like this, um, and this is the base, and then the uh, sarcophagus is in the back. But yeah, there's there's no shortcut for that. You got to stick around and uh, and wait for them, or or try to do something else in the meantime. And you know, twenty minutes go in the garage and pop it out and pour another one and go back to doing something else. So um, it's that part is, is monotonous, but it's, it's fun. I think initially when I made the first witch, I thought it would just be fun to put a toy in a pinball machine. 
I thought that would be just a fun little chapter in my life. You know, wow, there's a, there's a toy that's all over the world in a pinball machine. And I was going to make as many as I could. And then, and then once I really started getting tired of it, <laughs> I was like, okay, 200 something is enough, you know, for now. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I think to answer your question, I just think it's very rewarding um, creatively. And I think that I, let's see, when did I message you and beg you to build something? Was that uh, the Flying Monkey or was that the first uh, Witch Mod? Oh my gosh. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. That was a long time ago because, and you, and ironically, you randomly asked a question about Rush and I responded with a, a probably way more intense of a, a response <laughs> about Rush history. Yeah. Right now, Josh is like, oh my God, more Rush time. More Rush. <laughs> yeah, I, thought we were taking, I thought we were taking a break from Rush. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, our friend Jeff Rivera that runs the Pinball Podcast, he says that Iron Maiden is just like if Rush got drunk and decided to do metal. So, Yeah. <laughs> Which is, is kind of true. They they actually are both excellent bands and they have interesting lyrics. So uh, kudos, there's, Jeff. There's three guys in one band. There's six guys in another. Yeah. So... Yeah, they both sound loud. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I, I find that interesting that you, I, this is basically how many you're making. So when you actually go to to market this, mm-hmm. like I, you obviously have to set something for yourself. I mean, this, this probably takes a couple hours per piece for you to build. Oh, no question. Yeah, because no you have to build it. You're you're painting it. You're sanding it. You're assembling it. You're wiring it. Yes, uh, I'm wiring it. On and then I I obsess over the colors, the paint that I'm going to be using, um, which you know will it match the game? Will it match the other pieces? Is it true to the original piece? Uh, so I just I get so detailed. I drive my wife Trisha crazy. Absolutely not. You know, they, when I worked, when I worked on the wizard of Oz, I was in a different house and I had it right next to me in the garage. And in this new house they were living in, I've got a game room, but it's like across the living room, you know, inside the house, you know? So I've Trisha jokes that I've like blazed a trail or burned a trail between the game room and the garage. Cause I've gone back and forth so many times just to see if something works or fits or whatever, you know? Um, but yeah, I just, um, you know, I love it, but it takes a long time, but it's rewarding. I, I, I do have one, uh, one analysis, though. There is one problem with your sarcophagus. I'm ready for it. Okay. It's too good compared <laughs> to what Stern put in the game. <laughs> I know. Well, you know what? I only know that because that's what you said, which is so nice. Because if, if you look at... I know. I, if you look at his sarcophagus... That is definitely, it feels like Derek Riggs, who's the original artist for Iron Maiden, it feels like he designed it. If you look at the two sculpts that they put in there, I don't know who designed them, but they are certainly not stylistically consistent with the band. And so that's the crazy thing is when you look at what what Gus is compared to the other ones, you think that, you you think that should be, uh, OEM in the machine as opposed to the other two things. I've done my job then. Trust yeah. me, I went above and beyond because I had no idea how I was going to do this by hand. Like zero idea. I knew that I wanted to do it. Um, uh, 
but I didn't, I didn't, I knew it'd be really, really hard. And uh, one of the coolest, like, new things, because every time I make something new, I try to discover some new aspect of what I'm doing. And for this particular mod, I went online and I saw that you can physically shrink silicone. If you, if you mix silicone with mineral spirits, if you cut them like one part to one part, it, the, once it hardens, it will gas out and the whole thing will keep its shape and it will shrink. And it doesn't shrink a lot. It shrinks like 20%, but it actually will shrink. And so I thought, okay, well, if I, I want a ton of detail in this thing. So what if I do it a little bit bigger? And that way I can get a ton of detail into it. And then let's see if I can shrink it down. Let's see if this whole thing works. And if it doesn't work, then I've got, you know, this, this cool little topper thing or whatever it's going to be. Um, but I'd love to see it work. And I saw people doing it online and, and it was working. The, the, the problem is it takes a really long time for for it to actually gas out, but it does shrink. So I know the podcast isn't going to be able to see those people, but this, this is the, Oh, wow. And, yeah. and this is like seven inches big, but I yeah. got all the detail in this way. This is all, these are bamboo skewers. These okay. are nails <laughs> that I just, I put in his helmet and the, you know, it's, he's a, actually a very sharp, little sculpture uh and this is what i cast with this whole idea of shrinking it down and it worked and it, i got it to like half the size i needed it to go and then i had to shrink it one more time and i finally got it roughly to where you can see that's like 30 yeah, that that's pretty amazing i didn't realize you had to you know okay that's how they do coins did you know that no like oh, to, that makes sense. Yeah, that's great. So if you look like they actually have a machine that they I, now I don't know if they do it now, but it used to be massive. I mean, the coins would be this big, mm -hmm. and they would trace them, and it would scale it. When it would it would uh, move a you know a different arm in a small way and sure. make the actual size, and so it, that's how they had so much detail in coins. Yeah, what's yeah? I mean, to me, all that stuff is just a huge mystery. And because everything I'm doing is working with my hands and clay and all this, I'm like, I'm like, I I think this will work. I think this might work. I actually shrunk it too far um, in my last shrink, and it went like too small. And I was like, well, it fits, but it's kind of like you know all this work and the thing's just a little too small. So I I, I you can you can put it back in mineral spirits and kind of make it grow up a bit, a bit. Uh, and I got it to just where it's, it's as much sarcophagus as I can fit onto that mech um, to show the detail and fit in with the rest of the game. Uh, but that was my big challenge was shrinking something down. And it worked. It just takes forever. I mean, it takes weeks and weeks and weeks. And I put it in a dehydrator and, it, and it's twisting and it's, and it's shrinking, but like parts of it are shrinking. And I'm like, this is never going to work. But it was the summer and I had other things to do. And I'd keep checking on it. And, and sure enough, the first one I shrunk, I'm like, this works. It's not small enough yet, but it, it really works. And it keeps all the detail. And I was like, I was thrilled. I think the next thing I'm going to make, I'll shrink it too. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm just going to shrink everything now. <laughs> That's impressive. It keeps the detail though. Cause I would be a nervous 
to put all this detail and then it shrinks and it loses some of it, you know? No, it was, it was fascinating. I was, I'm, I was just watching it happen going, this is, it, it really does work. Uh, but when you see the mod up close, all the nails stood out, the pointy, the pointy end. Some of it I had to physically put on. Like I wasn't going to cast a chain. So, so the chain is actually, um, you know, it's a piece of chain that I stick in there. And then the, the, the whips are actually um, wire. It's kind of a thicker gauge of wire. But the more I played uh, the game, the more you see the ball flying around. There's like, there's air balls in, in Iron Maiden. It could get pretty oh, brutal. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want something in there that was cheap. And so even the resin that I'm using is heavier than the other resin that I've used. It's, it's like jet black resin. It's, I don't know how to measure the hardness scale, but if the witch was like, you know, 65, whatever hard, this is like 78 hard. I don't okay. know what that means, but it's, it's, it's a solid piece of plastic. So if the ball does hit it, um, nothing's going to happen. I mm -hmm. hope nothing's going to happen. And it actually probably might look cooler if something, you know, if it dings it up a little more But Well, anyway. actually, so ironically, that's, I didn't realize. So when you look at it, um, it's uh, the sarcophagus is on a slider. So just in case, I'm sure Steve will post yeah. a lot more on his, uh, on his pin side post. Mm -hmm. But from a, so I'm a mechanical engineer. And that's really, that was my major in, in Is school. Is it really? Yeah. So I was a mechanical engineer before, oh, I went wow. to med, before I went to med school. And it, I thought from an engineering standpoint that you built the, the sliding part as like a, an energy dampener. Oh, that's interesting. Because if you, if it's up and you're smashing it, then eventually you will probably have a fatigue and a, and a wear spot that will fracture. Uh, well, that's, just, that's a great point. And that's the other reason I use the harder plastic is because yes. it is, it is, it doesn't bounce very high. Trust me. It's, I, and I don't want it to bounce high because it's a sarcophagus. It shouldn't yes. be like a, a, a jumping sarcophagus. It's, it's not flying into the air. Like the jumping no, like nice. Yeah, I was going to say Night of the Leapers kind of thing off right. the screen. Yes. Yeah. Off the Elvira, <laughs> Elvira. Yeah, yeah you hit the glass every time. The leaper head on there. Right. No, but but that's what I actually thought. Because if you if you actually have a fatigue joint, it's just like when you cast concrete, mm -hmm. they have those fracture lines. That There's a reason why there's a, a, a score there is because when concrete expands and shrinks, you want it to fracture along that line. And so that's that was my initial thought that that was the reason why I was a slider is because I thought it was a, 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 um, a momentum buffer. Well, you know, what's interesting is, is that's something I was always toying with. And I was, I was thinking of monster bash, which I love. I think the remake monster bash is one of the prettiest pinball machines you can ever see. It's beautiful. But that I was beautiful. thinking of, I, I know the mummies in there, but I wasn't really thinking of that as the mech. I was thinking more of like Frankenstein mm -hmm. and you know how that, when that falls forward, his whole body falls forward and they can kind of hit him. So initially I thought of maybe that as an idea. Um, the biggest issue with, with where he fits is there's an opto right where his head is. And you can't, that's one of those, those limitations I told you about. It's like that is not moving. So whatever you make has to fit somewhere around that. Um, so I thought maybe he could like duck under, maybe he could slide under. And then when the thing moves forward, he'd slide out and come. And so 
after just thinking of it over and over, I thought this was probably the best way is that once he does reach that front um, position, he's actually, he's lower than the ball and he'll slowly ride up on top of the pinball and then just sit there. So when that pinball does move, those Newton balls, they just don't go back and forward. They, they do actually go up a little bit, you know, with the spring on there. Um, so if you do hit that, it's enough to hit him up and make him shoot. But then you've got to figure out the angle and how that's going to work. And, and because I'm not an engineer, but I have in my head what I think is going to work, it's, it's really just me getting a bunch of super glue and balsa wood together and trying to make something that I think might work. Um, so yeah, I, I finally, uh, settled on this, this, uh, what did, what did you call it? A, a something dampener? <laughs> oh, a momentum, momentum dampener. Yeah. yeah, momentum dampener. But that's, yeah, that's the design. But that's what it's for, is I really just wanted to physically be able to hit him somehow. Which is really fun when you're hitting mummy jackpots because he does light up and his eyes are blinking and it's like, shoot the mummy, for you know, and you hit him and he bounces in the air. And so, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm really happy with the way it turned out. But it did take a long time. So that's what that's why I didn't I kind of kept it to myself and I didn't tell anybody I was making it. Um you told us about it how long ago, Josh? Was that was that about a year ago that you had yeah, said it was you a year were ago when you said you were working on a new project, yeah. 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 Uh, and I had it done a long time ago. Well, not a long time, but but I did have it done a while ago. I just I got really stuck on how I was going to do the whole bashing part of it and and because i didn't have any sort of time restraint and and because it was the summer and even before then you know when everyone's just sitting in their homes i'm like i'm just gonna treat this kind of like a model ship and i'll do a little bit at a time every night you know i think i'm heading in the right direction but uh you know i really just took my time because with if no one knows what i'm making i don't feel obligated to to really right work on them all the time and i felt that way with the monkey uh, the monkey took me almost a year to make and i know there were some people there near the end who were just yeah you know i'm like i'm sorry this took so long i'm so sorry <laughs> you know i didn't ask for this list thing i mean i that's the whole other thing is i the first witch was so organic it's like i just put it out there and said hey look what i made and someone said hey make me one i said great sure and then i made another and then i made another and eventually i think i was up to 200 something and and the interest yeah. died out, and I just kind of went away. They weren't limited. They were just like, all right, done. Let's move on to something else. So nothing I make is limited. It's really just how long I want to do it. <laughs> well, th there's a there's certainly a cycle run, I guess. Yeah, there's that, there definitely is. And that's why I went back to make more monkeys. I know people want them. I have these parts sitting in the in the garage. They're not they're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. So I still get people asking me for them, but there are only so many hours in the day and I just don't have the time. I could, I could hire someone. I might, I don't know. Um, in the meantime, I'm just, I'm kind of happy, you know, Trisha helps me a ton. If I didn't mention the fact how, how much Trisha helps me, then she would kill me. But, but she really helps me. I, I have asked her so many times, you know, what do you think of this? <laughs> you know, does this look okay? She's like, yes, it looks great. Yes, leave me alone. Just make it already. Uh, and she helps me with boxing, and she's the one who encouraged me to do it in the first place. So um, I, it, no question I would not be doing it if, if my wife was not like, yeah, make them. Go for it. Yeah. You know, because I sit at home hours upon hours painting. <laughs> 
you know, or making pieces of plastic. Um, but like I said, I love it. So, so do you have a handful of these made already or you just, I have five of them that I've made. These are four. Um, well, well, one of them's in my machine. One, uh, well, that's that's the sixth one. I've made, <laughs> I've made technically seven. I made one, the first one, and then I made one for Scott to to send off to see if it even worked. And then I put five out, and I just went for it. But usually, I'll, I'll get the plastic. I'll I have to kind of have the assumption that people will like it. So that is a little bit stressful, especially if no one knows what I'm doing. You know, and I'm sitting at home and, and, you know, there's no money coming in. And I'm like, I'm making something. I hope people like it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I'm going to make, I don't know. So I, I got a couple gallons of this resin and I ended up making 40 of these things. Um, so there's, there's 40 pieces. I've got to sand them down and clean them up and paint them and do all that stuff. But, um, but yeah, I, 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 I'd like to start gradually, but people are already asking for them on the thread or asking to be put on a list, which is very flattering. It's just that I don't want to feel like I'm behind, you know, people are like, where is it? Where is it? I'm like, I'm trying, I'm trying. Cause you know, <laughs> yeah, life happens. I got to go out and do other right. things. <laughs> yeah. It, it, this isn't your full-time gig. Well, yeah, it, you're... right now it is, but no, it's not generally, yeah. and, you know, I, you know, I, I do have a life and, and it, and it takes hours. I wish it yeah. didn't. But it does. And, and I really, really thought about this one before I even made it. Just how can I do something that's going to make it quicker? So I made sure the molds are really clean so there's not a lot of sanding. I made the lines very distinct on the, on the, uh, on the sculpture. So when I do go to paint it, I just have to line it with tape. And I know where all the lines are. And it, they're all going to be exactly the same or close enough. Mm -hmm. um, and I really thought about that because I know how much time on those other mods I spent going back to fix things or sanding pieces or cleaning pieces. And, and, it, and it really takes a ton of time. Um, so, so, yeah, this is, this is like the best that I can do right now. So I'm happy with that. Well, I, I do know, uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Uh, Joe Abate. Uh, I had posted a, a picture of it. And he had uh, said that's amazing, but he missed out on the flying monkey mod. So if you yeah, ever go and make another one of them, yeah. you can contact Joe Abate. You know what? That's that's a great problem. I'm not I'm not saying oh I'm not making more. I love it. I I'm just I'm not hoarding stuff. Going no none for you. I just really don't have the time. And and if I'm not interested enough to do it, I'd much rather do this because this is exciting for me. It's brand new. And, and people like it, you know, so far what I've seen and, and when they get better pictures and I send them, you know, and I post some other stuff, uh, I think they're really going to like it. I think it fits the game really well. And, and going back to what you'd said about it looks better in those things. It's very nice of you. Um, maybe I need to like, I don't know, not paint it so well. <laughs> Just kind of slap it on there like, yeah, that one's good enough. But I can't. I, that would drive me crazy. I really have to like stare at this thing and make sure everything is working well. Um, and that's just the way I am, you know? <laughs> so. <laughs> so the real question is, is, is your next mod going to be for Rush then since mm. you're such a big Rush fan? You know, it's funny because people ask that. Um, 
but I, I gave the best answer that I could on the thread. When did Iron Maiden get made? When did that game come out? Four years yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll I'll yeah. have my LE re- ready to uh, to test your uh, yeah oh, test yeah. your prototype because my LE's not going anywhere. Oh my god, neither is mine. I can't wait. But but I generally because I mean I see people I I see people already making mods for it. And it's like the game mm. hasn't even shown up yet. There's so many mods, and and I think. The best way for me to make something is to play it for a long time and go, okay, where's the limitation on that? And then once the interest kind of dies away, then I'll, you know, I'll try to make something I think would enhance it, not necessarily just kind of stomp all over it, but like maybe, you know, just because of their budget and limitations, maybe someone there really wanted this thing, but they didn't have the money for it, you know, at Stern or Jersey Jack and it was, and they cut it out. And and maybe I'm I can imagine that this is what they wanted. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and, and in terms of fitting it, I knew it had to look like the game or, or it had to be relevant to Iron Maiden. I can't just lots of people put this sort of stuff in this little like esophagus or mm-hmm. esophagus. Uh, esophagus. <laughs> I'm not going to say that for the last time. Um, uh, people put this thing in. And other things, and I just wanted it to look like it stock. was yeah. stock. Oh, and, oh, yeah. and for yeah. the real for the real Iron Maiden fan, when you see it, uh, it's very definitely their sarcophagus. When they were on tour with Power Slave in 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 eighty uh, four, I think the mm-hmm. World Slavery Tour. World, World Slavery Tour. Yeah. They had this sarcophagus, and there's pictures of Bruce Dickinson's leaning up against it, and it's it's a simpler version. And then when they did their uh, Somewhere Back in Time tour in 2008, they had the same sarcophagus, but it's just a better version of it. And so that's where I went. I'm like, I know I want a sarcophagus. I'm not going to sit around and paint hieroglyphics on the thing, you know, forever and ever and ever. Maybe there's something that's pertinent to Iron Maiden that looks stock. And that's what I that's what I wound up with was this this sarcophagus that was on their stage when they were on tour, um, and that was the other challenge. It's like, can I replicate something five inches big for something I've never physically seen? Just go off of photos and and you know screenshots of of their concert footage, and so you know it, the whole thing has just been a real challenge, but it's been really fun, and I'm glad people like it because I put a ton of work <laughs> yeah that looks pretty cool thank you yeah it, it's certainly uh i talk about attention to detail yeah. and that that is absolutely unbelievable thank you i honest there are parts of it because i started it so long ago i don't remember how i did certain sections of it um i like i said i know the sticks were bamboo skewers uh and i know the nails but the rest of it, I don't, it's all clay. I just don't remember when I did it or I started with a, a small little plastic skull, a little skeleton skull. And then I just started laying clay on top of that. And that's what, that's what this is. There's a little, there's a little plastic skeleton head in there somewhere. Mm. Oh, cool. I, just, I just started building on top of it and making stuff. So uh, two questions for amateur mod people out there who want to start modding themselves, what are three pieces of advice? Oh my gosh. 
I don't know, make some, make it look like it's like it fits in the game. And uh, I don't care what it is. You can 3D print something magnificent. If it looks like it belongs in the game, you know, or it can be really small, it can be really big. But just make it look stock. Try to make it look stock. Um, and uh, don't rely too much on 3D printers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go down in flames. You know, as the guy with, you know, the notepad and the pencil, I'm going to design my next mod next to the guy mm -hmm. the pad, like, I've already designed it. Ah. Oh. <laughs> One day I'm going to learn how to, how to 3D print. I just don't know how. <laughs> So there's really no rhyme or reason you do these, right? Like it's not like one day you just wake up and you're like, "Oh, I need I need a mod Iron Maiden." Oh like, no, I've already got. Oh, trust me, I have I've already two big ideas in circling in my head that I'd want to do. I just don't have the time for but, other games or for no. It's generally can we ask. No, it's it's always going to be for whatever I own. Okay. Um, and I don't have a huge collection. I'm gonna make it for myself. Like get this man a Godzilla. <laughs> oh my God! No, Godzilla's modded within an inch of its life already. So no, it could use more. Jeez. So oh, okay. People are doing that that game. I was like, I'm not even getting near that game. The the <laughs> challenge though is, you know, you go over to that person's house that has like a thousand troll dolls on the mantle, or just something that's just so over the top that it becomes clutter. Like I, that's that's the art of modding. The art of modding is to know where to put something and where to keep it empty space. Well, yeah. And, you know, there's a fine line between modding and just having like your, your own grown up dollhouse. I mean, people fill that thing with like, I've seen some games that Simpsons is, you know, yeah. <laughs> Simpsons is really asking for it. But when I started, I think like the, the, uh, the big one was Twilight Zone. But, no. And I thought that was great. It's like everything on the play field was being replicated somehow three, it, you know, three dimensionally. I thought that was great. But, but now that people are learning how to 3d print and, and it's cheaper and it's easier. I mean, these things come out left and right. I don't yeah. know. It's going back to the rush real quick. I saw the guy who already 3d printed like the whole back line to their, their time machine tour. And I was like, how did you do that so quickly? You know, but wow. are you going to fit it into the game? Right. Like, is it? Does it make sense to fit it in the game, or is it just this thing that you design? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's the real challenge: is it, it? You have to put it in so it doesn't look like you just found it on a shelf and stuck it in the game. Well, and that's what makes me chuckle is you're saying this, and it's bringing me back to the the first pinball machine that I went out and bought. Um. The gentleman's house I went to, he was obsessed with modding. This is before 3D printers and stuff like this. It was almost a decade ago. And he had a no good gophers. And his brilliant idea of modding was is taking AstroTurf and and gluing it to the inside of the pinball machine on the apron and as the side. And I'm like, and he was very proud of it. And I, I didn't want, you know, I didn't say anything. I was like, oh yeah, that's really nice. It's just like why AstroTurf? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, hey, I'm super guilty. My Indiana Jones was like, you know, you had to you had to machete your way through all the plastic jungle plants I stuck in there for a while. Um, <laughs> it's just, you know, it's just one of those things. I I I totally get it. I have no problem with with 
people modding their machines. I think I'm flattered if people if people want to buy mine, if someone's selling their machine and it's and it's coming with it and they like they want it. I think that's great. I I couldn't ask for more than than that. Um but yeah, I think that's the number one rule. It's just you have to make it look stock and you have to make it look good. And and I know I mentioned this on the last time I was talking to you, but when I was when I started there were just random people doing things. Uh, I know this guy named Swinks. I don't know mm -hmm. his real name. That might be his real name. But when he did the snack bar mod for Creature from the Black Lagoon, it's real small, oh, yeah. but it's real subtle. And it's it's great putting neon down there. Um, the Tron machine, whoever did that, the little arcade oh, machine yeah. is so great. Mm -hmm. but for me, it was the, the guy, I think his name is Jeff now, because I went back to look at his thread. But it's the... Um, uh, the T-Rex that he made for the the Data East Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and I, I remember mentioning this to you, but if people – I don't know if you can find the link to it. I can send you a link because the thread doesn't come up anymore, so it would be really hard to find. Mm -hmm. But the, the talent that this guy had – and he was a he was a legitimate sculptor, and yeah. but he didn't I – I think he did stop motion uh, animation at one point. But he made this T-Rex out of clay, and I was just like, wow. That to me was the coolest thing I've seen. Um, so I always, I always think of that guy when I'm making something. It's like, well, I know he made a T-Rex, so I can try to work something better. I mean, I'm, I'm getting better at it, um, but that's that sort of stuff inspires me. So, I remember looking at buying this mod because I used to have a, a Data East Jurassic Park, and it never made sense to me the the T-Rex that they put in there because it looks it looks nothing like the movie T-Rex, like nothing. Not the same color, not the same, not the same like sculpt. It, I'm like, it what looks is like this? a plucked parrot. Oh yeah, yeah. are you on the thread? I am on the thread. So, so here, I think it's like JP improved T Rex work yes. in progress. Yes, and don't yes. Be, don't be fooled by the 3D print stuff because what he tried <clears> to do was um, it, there was such a demand. I think he maybe made thirty, maybe. Yeah, it says um, when it says by winter is coming. Yes. So. Uh, but he, um, he once he was done, he, the thing was such in high demand, and he thought, well, I'm going to try to 3D print it. So he does, he does go that route near the end, and I don't know if he even finished the project. Mm -hmm. But the thread is that he's 3D printing, but but you have to go back to the original thread. And and what I noticed after rereading it is I'm kind of following his template, like exactly where he was showing everybody. What he was doing with the clay, I don't do it so much more, but but when I was making the first witch, he was showing his mistakes. He's showing, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And, you know, bit by bit and piece by piece, he just kind of showed it. And then this this list kind of gradually developed of people that, you know, wanted him to make him one, make mm -hmm. one for them. But um, I love that thread. If, if you could bring that thing back up, I uh, it's it's great to look at because it's so it's so much talent. Oh, yeah. And it's a good looking, it is a fantastic looking T-Rex. And you know, it's funny. It's great. And you know, what's funny about it too, is when he did decide to 3D print it, I remember a comment somewhere, it must be on the thread, but he said something like, oh, I, it drives me crazy that it's not symmetrical, you know, which is the hardest thing to do when you're making something by hand. Symmetrical, sym symmetry is very easy when it's in a computer. Um, in fact, for this thing, I thought the top would be the hardest. And that's why I did the top first, but the bottom turned it turned out to be the hardest thing for me to do because I had to keep all these lines straight. And mm. when it's small, it's it's really hard to do. Uh, so, 
you know, anyone can do that sort of stuff by hand is, I, I think it's great. You know, not knocking anybody else, but, but that to me, that, that, that struck a chord with me of just physically trying to manipulate this thing with your hands. We can't say it enough. It's, it is a good looking mod. I, I hate to even call it a mod because it feels like it should be part of the it, game. Yeah. Just... This feels like it should be on the LE. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be part of the, uh, the, the, um, the feature matrix that Stern releases. You know, that would be awesome if if this thing if this thing got popular enough to where they could go into code and do some little bonky sound, you know, whenever you hit him, something because it's there, but it's not you know it's not loud, but it's there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. I I, I took it farther than I could have. I mean, it's kind of like I said with the limitations, that's about as much as you can do with that mech. Um, yeah. But but thank you. I'm I'm really happy with it. I'm I'm actually thrilled that you like it. Yeah. No. It it, it is fantastic. And um, I'm sorry. Even if I sell Iron Maiden, um, Gus is staying with me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I I have zero desire selling Iron Maiden just because of the two bands. I know that I'm a weirdo and an outlier. But the two bands that I would definitely buy and never sell were, were Iron Maiden and Rush. And no. I, I I have accomplished my life goal. Well, so. good, good. Well, Trisha would have gladly had me sell Iron Maiden, but once I made the mod for it, she's like, "Well, now you got to keep it." Yeah. <laughs> but but she doesn't like the music either. But interestingly enough, she can't wait for Rush because she she her brother is a drummer. Oh wow! Yeah, and her her brother played. He and I played in a band years and years ago. Um, so when he was practicing his drums, he was in the garage next to her bedroom, just always playing moving pictures. Always. Mm-hmm. And so yep. she knows all this stuff by heart. So I'm not driving her crazy if I play Rush. She knows it. She's like, oh, yeah. Okay, Steve, I do have a question, though. If people want to get one of these awesome mods, if they want to get Gus in their machine, what is the best way to do it? I don't know yet. That's my honest answer. Okay. I really, really, really wanted to show it just to get it out there so I can't hide it anymore. So Trisha actually did it for me, which is funny. Um, it's going to be on my thread. Okay. I'll, so check, check his thread. Where, yeah. Where's the thread? How can we find it? Uh, you can search my name, G-O-U-V-E-I-A, Govea, or just search uh, Red Smoke Witch Mod, I think it still comes up, or just Sarcophagus. Actually, I, I was going to say, yeah, I just actually just looked at, in the quick search I did, Iron Maiden Mod. Mm-hmm. Here's oh, popped great. up first. Well, then forget so, what I just said. Go to Iron Maiden Mod. Yeah, they, yeah, they, it's um, one of the first ones that pop up. Good. The title has changed. The thread that used to be Red Smoke Witch Mod is now New Iron Maiden Sarcophagus Mod by Govea. Yeah, I decided to keep the same thread just because. Uh, uh, no, it's perfect. It's people perfect. told me to, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of ups and downs, and you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a saga that thread. Six years of me just you know talking about chickens and making stuff, but. But I can't go anywhere. Where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm the one. It's the only thread I have. I barely post on anybody else's threads. The only one I have. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you go. Iron Maiden mod. Correct, Josh? Yes. That's what, right. that's what I typed in and it brought right awesome. up. Awesome. Thank you. And oh. uh, I know we've got you some hats, but now I have some more stickers. So I'll send you some more, uh, some more ra- uh, rainbow holographic stickers I'll send down. Well, these are new. Yeah. Oh, I'm all about swag, man. <laughs> Which 
reminds me, I do actually have some new hats, just some test run hats uh, in the works. I will have them done by uh, Texas. And so we should be bringing those with us to TPF to see kind of the response, I guess. Yeah. I've, I've worn go. out the beanie you guys gave me so much that uh, it's in so many photos I take with Trisha and I. I wore it on our trip. She's like, you got to take the hat off. <laughs> oh, wow. No, I'm kidding. Hey, you didn't do that. We need to send her stuff. Ask ask what she wants. We'll get some We'll get some swag for her. Oh, she'll take it. I told we you, though. To your hat. It's kind of it's kind of unisex, but we should find some stuff that that perhaps uh, perhaps the ladies are more interested in, you know, because not, not not every hat not every head's the same. And of course, and I showed you you your your hat. Oh, check that out. That's nice. So yeah. yeah, this is one of the samples. This is a charcoal with a green. I know you guys can't see it, see it through the screen because yeah, this a is a podcast now. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Trisha. Uh, well, I showed you. Uh, it made. Our Christmas card. Yeah, they, you know, no, it was. It, we loved it. Yeah, yeah, but it was. You know, where am I getting? We were up in Oregon. We're in the country. It's a nice picture. I'm like, well, it's not posed for anything. That picture's fine. And you know, mm -hmm. pinball <laughs> loser kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, we didn't. Okay, literally, we didn't even get around to doing Christmas cards this year, and we bought like thirty of those popcorn bags from Costco that we were planning on handing out. We still have 25 of those bags in the back of my van. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. We, it's, I think you it should just put some heart. You should didn't put happen some heart this year. Yeah. They're, Valentine's they're Valentine's. But well, it's you, hard, man. It's hard to get out and get that stuff. You know, the yeah. first time we all shut in, I had a couple of friends yeah. who drove around the city giving cookies. Everyone. It was so sweet because people live miles and miles away, but they just wanted to reconnect. But this yeah. time around, it's like, ah. Well, whatever. Come by and get it. <laughs> yeah, come and get it. If you if you want some uh, some some zebra popcorn, come to my house, y'all. I'll give you a bag. <laughs> nice. Well, Steve, we appreciate you coming on and whatnot. Uh, once again, if you guys haven't checked out, you need to go check out this thread. Give it a, give it a look over. This this mod is insane. Like it's just it's so cool. Thank you. Jeff. But um, thanks again it's always fun having you on oh thanks uh, it's fun being here it's you know talking pinball is is a a rarity you know for me so it's nice to have you know to talk about it so anytime well good you guys you got anything for us scott before i do our little outro you know i i'm looking for the the new uh, the 2.0 loser kid hat so we need to to get on that and see uh, supply uh, supply issues have hit us like everybody else so We'll see what we can do. Well, you'll see that you'll see a 2.0. I, I made you an extra green one and then I have a, a red one. So I'll, I'll be showing you. Nice. Anywho, uh, if you want to get a hold of us, we are loser kid pinball podcast at gmail.com. You can also get a hold of us on Facebook, on Twitch, Twitter, and Instagram, all at loser kid pinball. Um, yeah. And we appreciate all those that have been reaching out. We had a lot of amazing, positive feedback from our last episode with ed robertson of the bare naked ladies uh and it was amazing to have him have his perspective on lyman and uh once again if, if you're struggling or anything like that we're here to listen we can get you the to the right people to talk to if you're if you're having worse thoughts i guess so uh like ed said you're worth it in this world and uh we we don't know what we do with that yet so yeah and I'll, I'll add to that we actually had a very unfortunate accident with a uh, a bully situation here in utah where uh, uh, 
sorry, I talked with, I talked with my kids about this. Um, we had a sad situation here in Utah where it, um, a 12-year-old took his own life because of bullying. So um, be, be very aware of your kids. This is a hard time for them too. So please reach out to them. Tell them you love them. Tell them that they matter. And make sure that you know what's going on in their life too because it's easy to focus on us and it's sometimes hard to realize that we, we need to reach out beyond us too and especially take care of the, the ones who are the most vulnerable, which are our kids. So um, just um, want, want to focus on what's most important. I mean, pinball is always fun, but family is most important. So, so well, we'll leave it on that note. I guess we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thank you.